When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos. <laughs> Kaka indeed. Yes, that's right, Penny My Cat. Good to have you here. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please go ahead and also, if you can, please, 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 like, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, including subscribing today on YouTube. That's it. Right below Joe. He's out of the dumpster. He's waiting for you to go ahead and subscribe under him. He's right there for you, right there on YouTube. Plus, you can go ahead, again, if you can like, subscribe, follow, or do anything <laughs> that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. All oh, the chat room's starting already. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and follow Jamie Sweet on his five things articles and the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom. Go ahead and check out his numerous articles today at Lakerholics.com. Plus, our good friends also as well at LakersBall.com. You know, Ox1947, aka Joe Soros, always lurking around there. In fact, he was lurking out of the dumpster and at LakersBall.com last night. So go ahead and check out all the great groups that are there. They're talking about Patrick Beverly right there for you at LakersBall.com. Those are good friends of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. I was actually going to take a break for today because we were on last night, but, you know, this Patrick Beverly trade kind of threw things all out of whack because I knew Joe Soro had to go ahead and say stuff. I knew Laker Tom had to go ahead and say stuff about the trade that went down officially today as Patrick Beverly is on his way to L.A. for Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. (laughs) Already the sigh right there for you. Good to have you back, John, in the chat room. Hope to get you back on the show whenever you can. Wes Trueblood, good to have you show as well. You guys are already starting the comments. Great. But yes, Patrick Beverly is now a Laker. And, of course, the reason why that we're having a show tonight, because it's been very divisive among Lakers fans as far as the good and the bad that comes with Patrick Beverly. I'll start off with the good. And they love to throwing the stat out there. 
last night all over the place, including ESPN, as far as in the five seasons. He is the number two individual on one-on-one defense as far as the field goal percentage, as far as the field goal percentage is concerned, right behind Giannis. So that's or a great closely guarded when you're closely guarding somebody. Yes, he, when he is the closest man to you, he is providing the second lowest field goal percentage the last five seasons. And Who mix up this garbage, seriously. Well, hold on. The guy that's closest to the player. This is a statistic. Basically, sure. it's a one-on-one thing. As far as they have cameras on every single player now, Joe, and they track they track how many miles they this run. This is already going off the rails, <laughs> and we're not even five minutes in. Before we go off the rails entirely, I will say just essentially what they're saying: it's a one-on-one defense. So basically, if he's the closest man to you, he's the second lowest percentage as far as field goal is concerned over the last five seasons. Also good is that fact that he is a thirty-seven point eight percentage three-point shooter and last year for his career and last year he had his high in assists 4.6 assists so what's the bad and what's the downside with this he is 34 so with any 34 year old you're eventually going to get diminishing returns could it happen this season we're not sure as of yet last year he did fall to his career low in three-point shooting down to 34.3 which would still make him one of the best on the Lakers. So you got to look at that bright side. And he's never averaged more than 12 points in the season. And that was only in 11 games with the Clippers. So he's not really going to score more than 10 points a game as far as an average for any team at all in his career. So that's the good and the bad right there with Patrick Beverly. But again, a lot of things that are coming up. Plus also with the bad people were saying as far as his personality is concerned it goes both ways very competitive he can get his team as far as into a great mindset but he can also get his team out of a great mindset his comments and his banter and his smack talk will probably reign supreme from social media all year long so be prepared for that lakers fans so here today to talk about this is two great guests indeed as always on the thursday group chat we've got a great talk ahead of us it is, of course, first off, first man here, first man up. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, I know in the days leading up to this trade, you had mentioned as part of a larger Utah trade that you wouldn't mind having Patrick Beverly here. He plays better off the ball, obviously, than what we have with Russell Westbrook currently. I think that, you know, you're going to tell me here in the next few minutes that this is definitely a sign that Russell Westbrook is out the door because those two are like oil and water. They have been throughout their entire career. Your thoughts on the trade of Patrick Beverly saying hello to L.A. and THT and Stanley Johnson saying goodbye to the Lakers? Well, I think it's a a great move for the Lakers. It's exactly what they need to do. And I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that we hired Darvin Han and we're going to play the same offense and defense that the Milwaukee Bucks played. So it, while you can't make a complete parallel between the three superstars on the two teams and so forth, the one thing that you can do is make sure that you have players that you give Darwin Ham who fit the defense and offense he wants to run. So that means that you, you want a point guard who's something somewhat like Drew Holiday, who's going to be an attack dog, a point of attack defender, um, and he's got a shoot a good 
percentage of three-point shots. He's got to be able to maybe make a few plays for other players and so forth. And But primarily, he's a defender. He's the He is the tip of the spear for your defense. And so you need somebody who can do that. And and even though he's 34, Pat's, Pat's definitely a real, genuine, legitimate 3 and D player. And he takes care of the ball pretty good. He's He's got a three-to-one turnover ratio for assisted turnovers. And he brings a fire that was one of the things that was sorely missing from the Lakers last year, that they don't have a player who's – he's like he, – he reminds me of, in many ways uh, of a player that I really like. And, I, and frankly, I, I've been on record as saying that I really can't stand – I can't stand Beverly, but on the other hand, uh, now that he's on our team, it's the same. Lenny, I know someone who feels the same way as you do, Laker Tom. Mm-hmm. I wonder who that might be. Yeah, but you know, listen, it, there's there's a lot to like about this. A, a lot to like about him coming to the Lakers, um, because I do think that the Lakers need a veteran who will call out anybody else on the team, very much like Marcus Smart did to the Celtics superstars. And so you've, you've got somebody who's going to really latch on to that accountability factor that Darwin Ham wants to play this team. And you've got somebody to attack defensively. I think that's really important. I also think it's a critical thing that Rob Polinka was able to get this trade happen without giving up a draft pick. I know some people are kind of angry about the fact that we gave up it's really one of those funny situations where we were $75,000 off from being a perfect, a close enough match that you could do the straight up trade. So we had to throw a player in there and, and probably we wanted to throw Wenyan Gabriel in there. But if you remember back last year when uh, Stanley had his best game as a Laker and one of the best games probably of his career where he, he constantly just drove in on Rudy Gobert over and over and uh, you know, there's no doubt that Danny Ainge remembered that game. And so basically the extra player they had to throw in ended up having to be Stanley Johnson in order to make this trade work. But it, but it's a great move. I think for the Lakers, they, they, they want defense. Now you have, you have at least three players out of the, uh, on the starting lineup who are plus defenders counting LeBron AD and uh, Beverly and, and hopefully whatever trades you make to finish out this thing, I think it clearly says that you're trading Russell Westbrook. I think that's the other major factor that comes out as a result of this trade. Like Gerald said, there, Russ and, and Patrick have had a ongoing, ongoing battle ever since they've been in the league. And uh, it's gotten nasty at times. And, and it's not the type of thing I think that the Lakers at all envision, but, but I, I've never been the one who thinks that the Lakers are going to keep Russell Westbrook under any circumstances. I just don't think that's going to happen. I still see everybody talking about that, acting like we may keep until the trade deadline. And I know that, you know, Jamie, Jamie Sweet continues to push the fact that, you know, hey, there's some advantages for for not moving him at the trade, moving him at the trade deadline because it'll Well, be- I'll say this, Tom. Let me let me just say this that it makes it a little bit more palatable if you don't get a good trade before the start of training camp to just send him home because you right. have somebody that could, there is a good trade out there. And the only thing you have to give up for it is two draft picks. Hopefully, you know, I think what they're going to try to do, 
listen, you know, Jamie's got a good point because I can't deny that I would like to see the Lakers go into the trade deadline this year, not only with five or six players making between five and $20 million so that you can make some deals, but also a draft pick. That would be great. I understand that, but I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to take that over getting Miles Turner and Buddy Heal, for example. I think that's too important. But I do think there's a chance that you can, you can give them a pick swap instead of a pick. Now, and when you think about that, the thing about pick swaps is that they're unprotected picks. In other words, if you give them a 2026 pick swap, that means that they, even if the Lakers ended up with a number, we had a horrible thing, everybody got injured, and we ended up at that point in time with the second worst record in the league, and we got the number two pick in the draft. There's no protection to that. You just exchange picks. So a pick swap could be a good compromise, I think. And that would be the ideal situation that we do the, we do the Turner and, and heel trade for one pick and one pick swap and Russ. And uh, man, then, then, then we're sitting good. We've got an asset to go forward with to trade with. We're never going to use it, but other than in a trade, but it's a valuable trading chip and, and, we gave, there's a lot of trades we turned down because we didn't have a pick. And that'll always be the situation, unfortunately. But I think there's a lot of positive things. We're not out of the woods yet. Um, the Lakers have this other dream of Kyrie Irving next summer and getting the cap space to be able to sign him as a free agent. Um, and if they want to do that, that is going to, Make it very hard because you're not going to want to bring in Buddy Heald, who's got a second year. I think the smart thing for the Lakers to do is to do the do the trade for Turner and Heald. Heald has a two-year contract, which means that he lines up perfectly now with LeBron and AD. Um, Miles Turner has only a one-year contract, so you give him a one-plus-one extension. And then you've got basically all four of those guys for two years solid. I think that's the smart move for the Lakers, and hopefully that's what they'll do. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars. Click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, 
there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, we'll see what happens. Again, Patrick Beverly, both good and bad. We've talked about it. I mentioned the pluses and minuses of bring him on as part of the team. Uh, you know, we've got to be prepared as Laker fans. He's going to probably do some really good things. And, you know, even at 34, but he's also going to do some things that are going to make you just, you know, cringe, matter. cringe is the word. Yeah, you're cringe or matter than a buzzsaw. But here today, rising out of the dumpster, finally, I have gone ahead and appeased the Lakers fast break fans out there because he is here live and in living color. It is a good man indeed, a very angry man, a, a very agitated man, but a guy who's been all over LakersBall.com. It is Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Sorrow. Joe, always good to have you here, my friend. Appreciate your comments as well, helping out on the chat room. Everybody truly appreciates it, appreciates it as well. Again, you have not liked this from the get-go. You were the one that helped us report it. We actually, Jamie and I didn't actually believe it was happening as we were live on the air, but you were kind enough and i do thank you for going ahead and sharing that first off but now that you've shared it to the world as you did on last night's show and you've had some time to think about it 24 hours later any type of positivity towards this trade or are you still right into the dumpster with your thoughts on patrick beverly well i was enjoying a very nice game last night watching the dodgers score 10 runs again and doing their usual slaughter in the first three or four innings. And then as I'm sitting there enjoying the slaughter, um, I get a tweet and it's reports that Patrick Beverly is likely to be traded to LA. And I didn't need an official confirmation. I knew it was happening at that point. And it's, it's just adding to more of the horror of decision-making that this team keeps making or not making, I should say. We've gone from a team of, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use Kobe and Shaq as that. That's, those are different type of players, but even like Rick Fox, Derek Fisher, Horace Grant, AC Green, a second turn, Lamar Odom, Shannon Brown, the guys that whether they were, Mid-tier, high-tier, low-tier, bench guys. Hell, Benga, you know, like DJ. There was a, DJ Benga. This, there were times where we really, really liked the team. We liked the players. The players down from twelve to one were, 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 were people that we wanted to cheer for. And we go from that to sort of getting a little bit of it back by having a Caruso, by having a an Austin Reeves before that, before Kuzma's slump during the championship year, Kuzma. KCP was a little bit of hot and cold, but very well liked. We've gone from that to bringing on a bozo clown. And you can you can say that this guy can put the nose on and 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 it would fit. It would fit perfectly. And this is the guy that's going to be yapping and raving all about how we won two games in a row. 
You know, he's going to be like Nick Young and D'Angelo Russell after uh, eight straight losses. They win and they start celebrating. And then Jimmy Kimmel shows a replay while Kobe's being interviewed. And Kobe just kind of sits there. And that's kind of how I felt. I just kind of sat there and I just like, <laughs> you know, we got to set aside the, the 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 clown act. We just brought in a 34-year-old guard who's listed at 6'1", which basically means he's 5'11". He shoots 40% from the field. He shoots 37% from three, which means automatically coming to the Lakers, that's going to dip 5%, which means he's going to be shooting 32%. You already have a guard who can't even hit the rim from five feet away. And you're going to put these two guys. What guard where? is that? Where? Russell Westbrook. Where? Oh, oh, wait. Oh, oh, it's a precursor. If I keep hearing this precursor BS, at some point we're going to have to reinvent the word precursor. What does precursor mean? To what? Who's going to take Russell Westbrook without taking our internal organs, which there's really nothing there anyways. Let's, let's be real here. And the fact that this guy, when was the last time he played anywhere close to a full season? Oh, oh, four seasons ago. Gee. So we got a guy that can't shoot, that has a big mouth, that looks like he just came out of a dumpster. That's why I mentioned that word. And we're expecting this. Oh, he's going to put energy in the team. Energy. There's only one energy that matters in basketball. Ball in the hoop. That's it. I don't want to hear. We don't need a locker room guy. I, I, I've been hearing that too the last what seven, eight years. You know, well, we got to bring this 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 veteran to to be the locker room guy. You know, Jared Dudley was this locker room guy, and I'm sitting here going, these are grown ass adults. These are professional athletes who are veterans already. What the hell do I need some washed-up player to show them leadership in the locker room? This is the crap that just, just like nonsense, the non-focus. This is the kind of crap that gets you out of your focus. Now, they got to – now, the Laker players, the young guys, let's say, and even to some degree, Anthony Davis, who's – Easy going, and then you got the passive aggressive LeBron James. These guys are not going to talk to Patrick Beverly. They're going to talk to freaking Russell Westbrook. They're just going to be like, mm, you know, and talk about it when they go somewhere else. No one's going to sit down, like let's say Kobe Wood or MJ, and say, "What are you doing? What's with the clown act? Sit your butt down and shut up, unless you win, unless you do something." So you got a player that you just got, and you traded away a player that you put your faith in, and lost one of the most favorite players in in, in Alex Caruso for this player. And you traded him a year later in a situation where you put him in the worst situation. He was in the worst situation last year. He had no no way of becoming successful at his skill set by doing what they did to him last year, which is uh, THT. And now you trade him for what? You trade him for a washed-up, Loud mouth, dirty looking, non representative Laker basketball player. Why? I don't know why. Maybe to, to clear get better. To, to get look, better. 
so so let's let's talk business. This looks like a salary dump. And they didn't have to give up anything. That's what this was. This was a business transaction. The Lakers don't have to worry about paying anybody after this year. So they traded THT. They don't have to worry about that contract beyond but Because it's a player option, correct, on the back end of THT's contract. Is that correct? Is that a t- player option or a team option? I don't. I think. I don't think. It, I don't think it's a player option. I'll look at Sport Track while you're next talking year. About it. So we are now in the business. Like I said last time I was on here, we're in the business of worrying about next year, not this year. No one, no one is going to take Russell Westbrook as of right now. From what I've seen, no one's going to take that guy off our hands. So the Lakers are going to have to make a decision. They sit him home at the beginning of the year. Or they repeat what happened last year. It's as simple as that. And Pat, that's the, you can put ten Patrick Beverleys on this team with his mouth, and and you're not going to change any 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 of that. The only Just way to they, let you know it is a player option on the the twenty three twenty four season. Okay, so he would have likely picked that up because no one else mm-hmm. is going to pay him ten million dollars. So you you get rid of that contract. You now are what thirty million dollars in the clear next year when Westbrook's contract is out. You get rid of Beverly when he runs out or whatever, whenever the hell he goes. And now what do you do? You go after Chris Middleton. You go after Kyrie Irving. It's not a really big pot, but there's going to be some options there. And at that point, the Lakers are going to have to make a decision on how they're going to form the team to try and win a championship in in LeBron's last couple of years. I think you startled Laker Tom so much that he knocked over some equipment there with your uh, thoughts on this, but once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Laker Tom, anything in report yes, to that? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I knew things. you'd say that. First off, I do agree with Joe that I worry about the Lakers focusing on a possible chasing of Kyrie Irving next summer when they should be focusing on what they're going to do to make the team have a chance to win this year right now. And Here's the thing. If if we go and give two draft picks, which is very possible for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, that's going to reduce that $30 million down to $10 million. And so the truth of the matter, and, and Eric Pink has said this in an article that he wrote just today, is that the whole idea of trying to talk about saving cap space for Kyrie Irving and in not putting together the best team that you can <laughs> in order to do that doesn't make any sense at all. If you invest draft picks to get Miles Turner, you're going to re-sign him again. If you invest two draft picks to get Bo- Boyan Bogdanovich and, and Malik Beasley, you're going to sign them again. You're going to extend them. Because that's the only way you can build a great team with superstars is you have to pay a tax. You have to be able to have bird rights on these guys so you get them from trade. You, it's, it's really a fool's folly to try to put together cap space when you, when you, when you have LeBron James and, and Anthony Davis already eating up so much money. That's the reason that we never have any trading chips because we don't have guys under contract that you can put together in a multiple combinations of five, 10 and $15 million so that you can go out and take advantage when every time opportunity knocks, we can't do that. So that's why the, 
the two things that everybody sort of agrees with as a result of the Russell Westbrook or as a result of the trade for, for Beverly is number one, that they have a point guard now. So that increases the chances that they're going to trade Russell Westbrook. And then secondly, just because of the, the personal relationship between the two of them, it's almost a sure sign that he is gone. The Pacers will do the deal for two picks. They've already said that. So the only question for the Lakers is what do they want to make and do that deal? Or do they want to go and try to get one pick from somebody else? Um, I think it's going to be hard to get one pick from, from Danny Ainge. Although, it, you know, he might, he might really understand the value of a 2029 first round pick. Uh, he's the kind of general manager who's going to be there in 2029. And a first round pick for a Laker team that's in a post LeBron James era, that could be a very valuable pick. But Joe's right that they're never going to see, you know, everybody has agreed that if, if there is a situation where the Lakers, for some reason, probably financial, something to do with Jeannie not wanting to, you know, to commit, that they're going to do something strange like that and then keep Russell for another year and get rid of him at the trade deadline, which will be easier to do than getting rid of him at any other time because he's only got half a, sal- half a year's salary left. But if they do that, um, it's they're going to send him home. They're not going to they're not going to put him on a uniform and have him go out in, in the locker room with Pat Beverly and so forth. Um, I just don't see them. You know, there there are deals to be made now, um, and unless the Lakers really shoot themselves in the foot, they're going to make one of those deals and trade for him. And it should be it should be the Pacers deal. That's the option. Miles Turner is is the one player who can really make this team be dramatically better than any of the other combinations that are available at this point in time. Uh, he's he's as much above the other options that they have right now as Kyrie Irving was above him. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out because already I'm seeing all over social media how much he is so divisive because of all the things he's said and done over the years, but. Looking at the statistics, just bearing the statistics out, he has at this older age, he's obviously passing the ball better, but he's not the last year as far as that dip in shooting kind of concerns me. I'm not going to be wrong. I'm not going to be dishonest with you, Laker Tom. That dip concerns me. The explanation that I've heard for that dip makes a lot of sense because he was playing on a losing team and and basically he took a lot of – rather than spot-up threes, he was taking jumpers. Um, the, the other thing about about Beverly is that, and part of this is that it's hard for me and my generation, and, and, and it's hard for anybody who's an old-school basketball fan to really appreciate the, the young guys who have carved and brand for themselves, you know, that made an image for themselves. And there's no doubt in my mind that Patrick Beverly has smartly created a brand for himself with his behavior. And that brand is partly responsible for, I think, not only for his success as a player and his success as a defender, but his ability to get under the skin of people, you know, He's the last guy you want to have guarding you. He really is, you know. He's, he's, I, would, I would love for him to guard me if I was a star. 
Oh, oh yeah, sure. his, I would end his career. Yeah, what are you, you going to do? You going to punch him down or pull a gun? No, no, I would end it. I would just, I would, I would get, I would just run him, run. He would him. run you into the ground and bury you twenty-one to nothing in a game of basketball. Maybe, maybe, but if I was, He's if an I was, NBA player, come on, that's a joke. No, no, I'm not talking about me right now. I'm talking if I was a six-six lanky, athletic freak, I would I, I, mentally, if I was able to have those physical traits, I could. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would. His mouth wouldn't affect me if I was playing. Just no, but feed it affects him, feed a lot. Him. It affects a lot of players. You know, it affects probably half. The guys I, I think. Play. I think his defense is overrated. His mouth is the only thing that that gets him going. That's why he's been on what seven teams since he's been in the league. He's well, a clown. He's, he's a clown. Like he's a bozo. I and and the fact that I got to cheer for this freaking guy. Is is this depressing? And again, uh, I'm talking about sports people. I, I live a very good life. I'm not depressed in my life. This is sports related. He, he, this is depressing that I got to cheer for people I don't like, and I'm tired of this with the Lakers, especially the Lakers. And so, I don't like him. When you hear the stats, or when you see the stats of what they showed off, as far as again the fact that he is second in the league next to Giannis, as far as the close being the closest defender as far as lowest. That's a, that's a stat that was pulled from somewhere and pulled out. <laughs> okay. You know what stats matter in the NBA in 2022, 2023? Can you shoot when you're a guard? 40% from the guard position. That's what he shoots as a career. So tell me. And on top of that, again, he's playing for the Lakers, which means that's going to automatically drop. Automatically, even Glenn Rice, G Money, his shot went down, and he was a shooter. He was a sniper. So you're telling me a 34 year old Patrick Beverly is gonna shoot what he's been shooting his whole career? No, he's gonna get worse. I think everybody on the Laker team, if you understand the game of basketball and how important spacing is to a shooter, and how important getting open shots there are with few defenders around you. And if you understand that Darvin Ham's offense is designed to give two guys at the top of the key and they have more space around them so it's harder for help defenders to, to guard them, we're going to see more open shots and more three-point shots from this team because this is the first modern version that we're going to see of a Lakers basketball team in the last 10 years. Tom, I saw, I, saw, than- I, saw, I saw a lot of open shots last year. And they clanked them. I, believe me, I wanna I wanna be wrong here, but I know what I saw. I watched at least seventy games from beginning to end, and and parts of the other uh, twelve. I, I don't. There still was a spacing problem all of last year. There was a they, size they still can't. All of last year, they they miss they miss that has so many to open do shots. With the group of players that we've got now. If you bring in Buddy Heald, he is going to shoot close to forty percent. Buddy Hield, I, I will I will give credit to if he's open, it's likely he will shoot the 4-0. But if these guys in Indiana are not gonna take picks that are protected, I'm not giving them jack squat. Because if Miles Turner is a constant injury-prone player, you can't risk that. If Miles Turner was a 70-75 game player per year, you can then you can then Think about that one because that guy is the perfect center to play with an Anthony Davis. It would make sense. So this this whole thing is about 
we're, we're in this current situation. There's, there's, there's data to back up what these guys are capable of doing. So Buddy Heald, we're, we're, in, we're in a consensus here that he would shoot a very good percentage if he's getting those open shots. There is a problem, though. He doesn't play good defense. That's, That's a correct. problem. Okay. Now, let's but say Miles. Have, but if you have Turner okay, and, right, I'm, I'm, and Beverly I'm, yeah. and LeBron and AD in the lineup. Okay. First of all, LeBron hasn't been, LeBron hasn't been playing defense for four years. Let's let's be no, real that's there. That's not true. That's um, not true. There's, he, he played he, he was, played defense in 2020. Defense in okay. the bubble. Okay, he played, he played defense, defense in the bubble. Okay, but he's he's and again, I'm I'm not playoff downgrading LeBron, it. Playoff LeBron is different from regular season LeBron. He he, he has to he has to he has to he's in his advanced age. He has to preserve himself. I get that part, but. We have to have an Anthony Davis that's healthy and a Miles yeah. Turner that's healthy for this to, to, to work. And a LeBron and James that's healthy. We need we need the whole team to be healthy. Well, LeBron we James for a change, man. Le- 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 LeBron LeBron James, while he has had some injuries, he's still there. He still plays yeah. when it matters. But I mean, you don't get the chance to be the all-time scoring champ if you don't play a lot of games. Yeah. But and by know, the way, last, you know, year, like, last year he kind of quit. Well, yeah, he did. You could see it on I mean, his face. You can tell it's not the same thing because everybody on the team quit. You know, I will tell you though. Lakers couldn't Tom, win a game even with our two superstars playing. You mentioned well. something on the three-point shooting. The Lakers as a team were 17th out of 30 in three-point attempts. Just to give you an idea, 34 a game. So go ahead, Joe. You were saying <laughs> you can't. You, you, I, 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 you can't. You, you, you. If they're gonna make a move here, they can't. They can't risk their future picks being unprotected. If they don't, if Indiana doesn't take at least a top eight protected pick, you can't make that trade. Not for players that number one only play one side of the, the ball. Yeah, but the, that, doesn't, one side of the that doesn't fly when there have been over seven unprotected picks already transacted during this period. Well, well good for everybody them. Knows, everybody knows and expects the best you can do, probably is to give them one unprotected pick and then maybe get a pick swap or else get a second pick that is heavily protected. So let me ask this, guys. Okay, let's say the magical thing happens. We weigh that magical wand and we get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald on the team. So you have a starting five of Patrick Beverly, Buddy Heald. Sorry, Joe, about Patrick Beverly. You have... (laughs) You have... Davis, LeBron James, and Miles Turner is your starting five. Realistically, Laker Tom, if you see that lineup and you think they're gonna you're gonna get reasonable health from that five, where do you think the team would land in the Western Conference? Fifty-two games. They'll win fifty-two games. Uh, I bet you, and I'll bet you, I'll bet you that if we do trade for Turner and Heels, that that forty-four win total that. Vegas has will jump up to 52. Well, it, it would jump up anyways, just because of all the people coming from LA to spike it up anyways. That's, that's neither here nor there. No, where, where's that, where's that put us? Probably fifth, maybe something like that. That's where I guess fourth, fourth. Well, there's so many teams that are right in the fifties range. That's Listen, if you have that, think of that, think of that, Ross, think of that lineup. Because also, also what you're going to have is, is, is a pretty good deep team. Okay. Young and athletic. But if you compare that lineup with LeBron and AD, and you've got that kind of shooting around them, that kind of defense, 
who's going to beat that? You think you think that they you're we're going to worry about the Denver Nuggets or the Pelicans or teams like that? It's going to be the clip. We're not as good. We won't be as good as the Clippers. We won't be as good as the Warriors. I think you're underselling. We won't be as good as we probably won't be as good as Memphis. But I don't. I think that we could be the fourth best team with that lineup. Well, Memphis has got Triple J out for half the year, so let's put that in perspective. So it's going to be the more the pressure is on. But I think we could be. We're we're definitely a fourth or fifth seed in that particular situation, in my mind. We're better than Denver. We're better than uh, who else is out? Who else am I? Who else am I missing? Phoenix. Okay, Phoenix. Again, Phoenix would Phoenix would knock us to fifth. Minnesota, scenario. Golden State. I already I have, have, a, that I have a question. I have a question. What mm-hmm. what player that would matter at the trade deadline that could make a let's say Clyde Drexler type impact in 1995 that could demand a trade this year? Do you have Do you have any in in mind? If he's playing well, I'd say Kyrie off the top of my head. Okay, why would? Why would the Nets make that trade at the trade deadline? If for some reason their season go off the rails and he's still is he's doing his 50-40-90 routine in a contract year, that's a scenario where it could become attractive to go ahead and trade. And, so and it's only half his salary that another team has to pay so they can take a chance on him being good down the stretch in a contract year. I think it's very likely that now that Durant and Kyrie are staying in Brooklyn, they're going to probably could be competitive. I doubt he's going to be available. Yeah, I think they are. I think I need, they're going to be fine. Unless I need, injuries. I need, I, unless injuries. I need, I, need to know, I, I need to know who the other players are besides Kyrie. Who, what, what player in the NBA right now would, would, would you say might have a chance at demanding a trade at the, at the deadline that would matter? That's a very good question. That well, is the question. Well, what, let me ask the you this. Is, the point is, we don't have the trade capital, even if we kept those two picks. Yeah. We don't. Somebody, for example, suggested that we go after, I think, I think, I can't remember. It was one of the, one of the personalities on, on suggested that we go after uh, Donovan Mitchell and give him, give him our two unprotected picks. That's what Paul in the chat room had said as far as him. Well, the problem with that, the problem with that is they can probably get four unprotected picks from somebody else who's probably going to be a lot less likely to get like the Knicks. We're going to be a the lot Lakers have zero chance of getting Donovan Mitchell on their team. So, you know, we don't have – we're only going to trade for somebody who's becomes a pariah. <laughs> you know, let's be honest about it. If you want a superstar, it's got to be a superstar pariah. Maybe we get Ben Simmons if he still has mental problems because he's a clutch client. But what we have to do is we have to optimize everything we can around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And it starts with a great center to let them play their three and four rather than four and five. It starts with a great point guard who can put pressure. You have a best defender on the team. In you got a point guard, attack defender, and you've got a best shot blocker in the league. That's the way you anchor a defense. That's how that's going to make Darvin Ham. And then you've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who in the playoffs can defend anybody all five positions. And so, you got healed, so you got to head cover up for healed because he can, but he can shoot. So let you me got, ask you this: yeah. We heard from Laker Tom as far as if that magical five comes around, as far as with if, if the Indiana trade does get pulled off. What are your thoughts? How far do you think the Lakers would go with that starting lineup that I mentioned earlier? You're talking about 
Turner, AD, LeBron, Beverly, and Heald? Yes. If healthy? If healthy. Yeah, reasonably healthy. I could I could see them winning 50 games. There you go. Wow. But they're not going to be the favorites. They're not going to go no. in. They're not going to go in as the favorites to win number 18. It's, but, it's like it's like Bill Parcells used to say, you are what you are. Yeah. And when but, you look but I bet ten you, to one ten to one if LeBron gets hot and AD gets hot. When you look when you look at the situation is is you got your center that's injury prone, your power forward that's injury prone. You have your small forward, point forward that's in his twentieth season. You have a whatever. And then uh Buddy Heald, who is a fantastic shooter who can't play defense. It just doesn't give me a lot of we're we're in this to win titles. I'm not I'm 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 pretty well, comfortable yeah, with if you can't go from where we were. <laughs> you can't go from thirty three and forty nine. There is not there is not a fix and that's make, quick uh, enough. Yeah. Kyrie Irving could have done it. Kyrie Irving could have done it. Okay. Well you can't play and defense still, either. Still, your defense would have been so weak with Irving. I mean it's 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 really difficult, you know. It, in the playoffs, the it, whole just, thing it, 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 it just it just said, look, getting grind you down. It, it just it's 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 bad optics. It's bad everything with this. It's you 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 chose a player over another player that we all knew was better, but we went yeah. with the younger guy to see what he could what, what he was made of, right? And Taylor Horton Tucker. And so we're starting. And, so we're starting and, in the hole. And then you put oh. him in the worst situation to be successful, and then you you trash him. And then you trade that guy for bigger trash. Like, it's like, I don't understand what the hell's going on here. What's the None trash? of this makes any What's sense. Why would trash? you bring, why would you trade for other than money to clear, other than to clear money for next year? What the hell were you thinking? Get dropping a 21 year old who's still developing. You're dropping, who, dropping, a, dropping a 21 year old who is a terrible fit on this team, who, who is an overpaid and who is, we were lucky as hell. And now, and now you've lost an asset. And now you've lost an an asset, a ten million dollar asset that you can add into a trade if something should come up. For a thirty-four, we were lucky to trade him. We were you. Everybody else thought we were going to have to give a a pick to sweeten the deal just to get rid of. I I don't think. I don't think anyone would have given up a pick to get Beverly. No one. There's a reason why Danny Ainge didn't get a pick. Even he knew. He's like, dude, no one's going to give me a pick for this. Danny Ainge didn't take a pick. Imagine that. He even he knew. This is a we traded twenty one for thirty four, and the twenty one year old kid. You're gonna eat those words was, by the end of the year. It's be, it's it's a it's a kissing, salary dump. It's a, it's a salary dump. Knowing that they didn't have to give up any any draft capital, that's why they did it. And they know they're going. Wait, it was if anybody was a salary dump for anybody, it's a salary dump for the Lakers. That's they what got I'm rid saying. of the second year of the contract. It's a salary dump for the Lakers so that they can clear Talon's yeah, contract at the end of the year. We stuck Danny Ainge with a second-year salary. The only thing I will say is this. Tom, let's put things in perspective as far as him not – he's not going to average more than 10 points a game. But So he has to bring it on the defensive end and bring a defensive mentality that – the Lakers can go ahead and elevate themselves beyond. What, and, and what did he do for Minnesota? What did he do for Minnesota? He gave them that. again internally. He, he, he did exactly he what to the push Lakers a lot of the right buttons. 
I will he, give you that. He inspired the team. They made the playoffs for the first time in, what, 20 years or something like that? Uh, they got some – he, he was really an integral part of that team. He was so he integral that they got rid of him. Defense. Like he got this. them a spirit. He was the energy of the team. Everybody on that team loved him. But that was a predominantly younger team. This is a, going to be where your your leaders are even older than he is in the sense of LeBron. And and AD is is probably not going to be listened to too much of what Patrick Beverly has to say. It's going to be exactly the same thing. He's a 34-year-old on a team that other than LeBron and AD is filled with young kids. This is a guy who is the same person he was with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. He'll be the same person with the Lakers as he was with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And, and he'll be the same guy that wins Jack on this team. Wow. We certainly have a, a I, very I almost said another four-letter word, but <laughs> trying to keep this family friendly. Yeah. We've been trying. trying. Don't, don't let your personal emotions for one single player color your decisions. He is terrible. Your opinions. So we have much, a, so we have a five eleven like man, man. We have a five eleven guard who can't shoot, who talks like we he's seven, freaking a, like he's like he matters. Thirty seven point eight percent in the last four years is the second best defender as far as as far as when, when he can smell your guys. cologne. That's that's a baseball stat, you know. This guy can guard very well on a Tuesday at five. Mister ninety four feet. Yeah, I know. I know all about analytics. I'm a huge baseball guy. I know all about analytics. I watched well, Tom, money he, ball. He did shoot 34. percent Are you again? You're. Are you not concerned? His his three point shooting is dropping because that's what it did. No, it dropped to no. a career low last year. He'll 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 get more. You just have to at some point in time you have to understand that the offense that the team runs and the players that you play with make a tremendous difference in the kind of shots that you get. In Minnesota, he didn't get the kind of shots that he got when he played with the Clippers, okay? A lot of different types of shots. He was taking a lot of shots off of the bounce, off of the dribble, instead of just catch-and-shoot threes. With the Lakers, Pat's going to come down. The, he's going to bring the ball down the floor as a point guard, and he's going to give it to LeBron or AD spaced out at the at the wings, and then he's going to go sit in the corner this, and wait this, for that pass in the corner so that. he can nail a three-point shot. That's, that's what his right job's going to be with the Lakers. This is that's all he's going to do offensively. And then on defense, he's going to find the other team's point guard, and he's just going to bother the hell out of him. Ask him, he's going to be the guy that every single basketball player knows. The guy who fouls you on every single play, hassles you, hacks you, trips you, stumbles into you, bumps into you, talks you, gets you out of your game, gets you so angry that you want to just throw the ball at him. And when he gets into those guys' heads like that, that's one of the reasons why they don't shoot as well. Because they're trying to punish him instead of play the game the way that they're going to do. He gets them out of their game. Well, again, I hope he does that. I hope he, he's going to have to be able to bring that, not only statistically, but actually on the court. To well, see with the eye test. You also have to remember what your alternative is. Because Russ ain't going to be here. I don't know. Suicide? <laughs> death? <laughs> Well, okay, let's, Westbrook. hold on, hold on, let me look. Hold Scottie on, Pippen Jr., is that your answer? Hold on, hold on. He shot, hold on, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run by the numbers when he was a Clipper. So he's, he was a Clipper from 18 through 21, so that's four seasons. 
Mm-hmm. He shot from the field 40%, 40%, 43%. does Why did he shoot from three? Because the only shots he's going to take are threes, man. Three pro, three point shots percentages. Uh, he shot 40%, 40%, 40%, 40%, 38, 39. What, but again, were, those, okay. what were those last three numbers? <laughs> so he basically shot 40% four years in, in LA as a Clipper, which means he's going to be shooting 35% as a Laker. Oh, is that your discount? But again, you're missing the point, guys, that he went to Minnesota and Tom is saying he got totally different shots there. I'm not so sure on that. I saw their offense quite a bit. I know some of the shots that he did take. He was playing with Anthony Edwards, one of the budding superstars out there. And of course, he has one of the best centers that he was playing alongside in the NBA, someone who could shoot from the outside and still play in deep. So I don't know. I think he had to share good shots and his numbers went down. So I'm concerned about that. His playmaking skills over the years have gone a little bit better. He did average a career high, 4.6 assists last year. With the, with the, Go ahead. Go ahead. I got to say this because it's one of my favorite lines of all time. What happened last year? I thought the Russell Westbrook trade would work out. So I got to say my favorite line from 20-plus years ago, which is, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. We, we can't keep fooling people. I just don't so, think he's going to – this is a different so, – they're, they're expecting different things from him than they are Russell Westbrook. He, he's not going to be – If anybody knows what I'm talking about. Guy on the team. <laughs> I, I'm not expecting that in the slightest. I, I, if he could be a true rotational player, that's all I'm asking. Was the worst blunder in Laker history, at least the last well, 30 can't, years. You can't, compare a, you can't compare a trade for a $13 million guy like a trade to a $47 million guy. The worst 31 years since 1991. This uh, I, I watched. I watched Randy Fun coach the Lakers into a lottery, and we ended up getting Eddie Jones, which was actually a good thing. We watched Kobe's 05 team that was in transition. We watched Julius Randle in 14 through 2018. Julius Randle. Yeah, we won 17 championships. Right? We've seen all that, and it's still not worse than how it was last year. So at this point, being optimistic. One thing we know for sure is it's going to be better this year. I don't know. Not right now. Sorry, Tom. I'm not seeing it. It can't Uh, be worse than last year. You already said that it was the worst year ever. It can't be worse than that. It it could be, though, because you just got someone who's not capable of improving the team, and you still have the cancer on the team. And then now you got to pray that AD stays healthy and LeBron stays healthy, which are suspect. So this does not look good. And to keep those guys healthy, you need guys to contribute so they don't have as much pressure on them. That's why Chet Holmgren already busted his foot. It's like, have you guys noticed that pressure more just that was better just playing? Just it just jacks up people. That happened that. It could happen to anybody, but have you noticed? Have you noticed? Have you noticed? You've been around a while here, Tom. Have you noticed that a lot of these young guys, Blake Griffin, Chet Holmgren, Ben Simmons, these guys are they're coming out of they're coming out of school and they're just right away. It's they're getting injured for a whole the the, the first time the first year. There's too much pressure. It's a dangerous game, man. I've got two torn Achilles tendons playing the game. 
I got a bad back as a result of the game, and I got a and I have a new shoulder because of the game. Well, let me say this, Tom. Let me say this. Uh, you know, when you concern Zion Williamson, you know, a lot of of weight is put on those feet, which was the cause of much of his issues over the past couple of seasons. Chet Holmgren, he is falling to somewhere consistently what we've seen over the past few years with big guys, all the way leading back to. What Arvita Sabonis, who was a great talent, carrying a seven foot body around. It's a lot. Bill Walton, you know, all these big guys that have been injured, as far as their feet are concerned, we're seeing that again when it comes to Chet Holmgren, and hopefully, he can go ahead and get a full recovery. But he's out for the entire season. I mean, this is what we're seeing from a lot of these seven footers that are out there. This is not just some type of you know once in a dandy thing or a coincidental thing. This is something we're seeing. But again, the key to the Lakers season for everybody, whoever they field out there, has got to be health. If they're not healthy, then Joe is going to be right. This could be a much worse season than even last year. And part of their health. Stop crying about the healthy thing over and over. Part of the health is them having, part of the health is having a capable team that can. That's what they're doing. Somebody like Beverly. Make Beverly, a decision on what Beverly, but Beverly is not just a. It's not like they just signed Mickey character. Mouse. Come on, let's be serious. Uh, I would rather, I'd rather player. have Mickey Mouse he's on a the pro team. basketball player. He's well thought of. He's respected by almost all of his peers. He's respected by LeBron James. If LeBron can handle him being on a team in the same locker room, in the same huddle, then man, all right, be all a fan right. and get along with it. I don't think Chris Paul respects him. Yeah, there's a lot of people that that he's ticked off over the course of his years. You know this. Tick, Tom. Ticking on. off one yeah, thing. Yeah, but it doesn't make any purpose. I've ripped. I've ripped. I've ripped Pat Beverly probably is more than Joe has at various times. I mean, ask my yes, wife. There's no player in the league I disliked more than him. I don't think it's just that. It, you but cannot you know compare what? it to I Westbrook, win. the Westbrook deal. You just can't win, compare it to the Westbrook deal. Play. If he if he gives you a solid contribution, that's all I'm asking for for yeah. a 34 year old guard. That's all I'm asking for for him. You don't because, have to take him to dinner, man. Hey, I'm just not going to marry your sister. You know, I mean, people. It's not. It's if he can give you something friend. at the starting guard, defense, and decent three point shooting. That's all we need to ask. That's all we can ask for him because that's all he's been able he's been able to do over the course of his career. He's not going to get you 20 points a game. He's not going to get you 10 assists a game. He's just going to be able to do within the confines of what his career is dictated. And again, that to me is if he can get us 10 points a game, he can shoot close to 40% and he can play anywhere near the kind of defense that statistically he is said to be playing at the past five seasons. That's the best you can ask as far as a rotational player is concerned. This is not the Westbrook trade because the Westbrook trade, we expected so much more out of Russell Westbrook and he didn't deliver. That's why I was never on board for, uh, on it from day one. I told you guys, I did not think he was going to be a good fit at all for this team. With, with, with Patrick Beverly, if he's not a good fit, you're only taking away 10 points a game from the team because he's just a 10-point player. Yes, he does play great. He can play great defense. Yes, he can shoot 40%. But overall, as far as a points-per-game type deal, it's only taking away 10 points from the team if he's not – able to go ahead and perform at the level he once did. So I'm kind of putting things in perspective for all the fans out there and all the listeners, but you guys have been incredible out there. You've had a great number of people interested. I mean, a lot of people have been checking us out. 
on the YouTube channel, Laker Tom. Please calm down. Please. I already knew. You knew going in, Joe was thinking of the other way. You knew he was coming out of the dumpster. You knew he was not happy with this, Laker Tom. You knew it. You guys seem to have- Joe, Joe could have probably gone back five or six shows and taped everything I said about that, Beverly, and, and replayed it right back at me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, you know. You guys are usually in agreement on, on as far as the, the the way that you see the Lakers. So this is one area where well, you guys are in agreement about the kind of players that we like, you know, and it's not the kind of players that Pat Beverly is as far as his attitude goes, you know. And we're going to see that. He's going to make a lot of fans. He's a jerk, and, but he's our jerk, you know, now. That's the way he's, our, he's, he's the Lakers jerk now, much to uh, Joe Sorrell's chagrin, but. Guys, it's been a great conversation. You gotta do, it's not you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna become a Clipper fan, man. Come on, you ain't gonna do that. Pat got that. Joe out of his game. <laughs> you got no oh, choice. Hell. I I cannot wait now to see Darvin Ham start Russell Westbrook, a backcourt of Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly. Oh my gosh, Russell's gone, man. And then you guys can go ahead and. Do your kumbaya and hold hands. I just think it makes it easier if they and can't find a trade. They're going to send him home. They're, 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 yeah. they're, Everybody, they, they don't have all that, of the main all of the main people covering the Lakers. They don't. They don't have that. Russell's not going to play no matter what. They don't have the testicular fortitude to do that. As I'm calling it right now, they're not going to send him yeah, home. Sure they do. If they're going to trade, if they're going to go trade for a Patrick Beverly, they're not going to tell Russell Westbrook to sit down. I'm hoping I'm doing an anti-jinx right now, but no. As a matter of fact, most people think because they traded for because they traded for for Patrick Beverly, that's why they're going to sit Russell Westbrook. Who's Patrick Beverly for that to matter? Patrick Beverly trade was was a was a money was a money transfer. That's all it was. It was a money thing. They got rid of a contract that they can clear out at the end of the year. No. And and they that's didn't have to give up assets. That's, that's the one, only reason why they did one, this. And, and it wasn't the contract they wanted to get rid of. They wanted to get rid of a player who didn't fit. If, well, it's if, hard to fit a player. If PhD with, had lived up to expectations, they put a player, they put, they put it, the way they use, when you can't the way they use, it doesn't make any sense to keep you. The way they use THD is like putting Shaq at the three-point line. It was un, It was unrealistic. To put him in those positions, you well, you, you, he's not going to succeed. We have no why, shooters to great spacing. Why was he? Why was How can he attack the basket when everybody else is in the paint? Why was he somewhat successful in the first few years with a different system and not having Russell Westbrook there? He was he was coming up. The reason why they let Alex Caruso go is because they saw potential in a twenty year old at that time who could do something no, in the they future. Let Alex Caruso go for money. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Is they chose. The 20-year-old over a 27-year-old Caruso thinking that this guy had something, and then all of a sudden yeah, well, they put they, him – They also should have traded they, 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 they took, they they took an Italian years. chef and they made him, they made him make uh, pizza. No, I'm sorry. Chinese food. So you got me all confused. Hey, watch that, man. <laughs> no, he was you using know, that I as a metaphor. I'm using that as a metaphor. Someone that specializes in Italian food, you ask uh, that individual to cook Chinese food or German I, I, food or you know some type of other type of food that they're not familiar with in cooking. I think that's what he was trying to go ahead. No, with. that is what I was trying to say. I'm, I'm, you're, they put him in a position to fail, and then I, I, in the end, they ended up. 
It, it's almost like a double slap. You 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 got rid of him, and well, we you got rid of him. They, you, thought, you, they thought that they, they thought that he would develop into being able to shoot and defend, but he couldn't develop into either one of them. And so basically, he will he will get there. I think it just won't be with the Lakers. It's it's, 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 a, it's a terrible it's a terrible terrible you know, transaction. One of the things I, you're going to see is every all of, everybody's going to be saying right now what a great deal the Jazz got. They got a 21 year old kid. He's got potential. He's going to be this. He's going to be that by 23 or 4. He could be a star. Laker Tom and, and I fell right. into that trap last year. You're right. I mean, listen, I bought property. I still own property on. On you know on THT Island, but uh, you you sold me on THT. I was thinking of potential. We saw that thirty three point game in the in the preseason. We're thinking, you know oh, wow, the, you know what? You know what? Every time, every time you go out, think about this. Every time we go out and make a deal, make it sign a player, trade for a player who doesn't fit, who can't defend and can't shoot. It, it always comes back to bite you. And and everybody knows, you can tell from going back to the last, look at the LeBron, Wade, and Bosch stats. Anybody can tell that Bosch is half a superstar because you can only have two and a half superstars on a team. You can't, there's not enough balls, there's not enough touches, there's not enough shots for all three guys to do what they're going to do. This is why it's a good thing. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that Chris Bosch was half a superstar. He was a 2010 player in Toronto. He he was a team player. He was the perfect third guy on that team. That's why, that's why that, they won two he titles. I, I think it's Kyrie. It wouldn't be. It wasn't going to be Kyrie who sacrificed. I'll tell you that much. No, he wouldn't. And mm-hmm. and the, the, it would have been AD or LeBron. This now. That's this, not what you want to do. This now adds to the to the the, the concern on. Having to settle to, to for something that I think in the end they probably shouldn't. So they're going to need to ride the season get, out. Get Turner and, he, and they're going to they're going to need to they're going to need to ride this season out and hope that Chris Middleton doesn't want to stay in Milwaukee next summer and go after him. He's the perfect guy to play with AD and LeBron next year. Doesn't That's matter. You don't, you don't base your decision on doing stuff like that unless you had inside information of a relationship. I, I think that's more. I think that's more information because from Kyrie Irving, I still wouldn't. I go. think that shows more. Uh, you know what the hell you're doing than what they're doing now. I would if, well, let's, if let's, I sat. Let's see, if I, let's see. If, you know, I. Yeah, it, it, this is I'm no hope, longer. I'm being, hoping that Rob can pull it together, man. But but I, I'm not. A, I, I, there's, no. there's there's no hope in this business at this point, and there's there's only there's results. Hope. There's always hope. There's and, always and there, hope. There's there's hope when you when you go outside and smell the air and and, and listen to the birds. We're we're talking about results right now. The result right now is you've got leaders on this team that don't know what the hell they're doing, unless they're doing stuff financially, which I think that's what this is. And at that point, they're gonna they're gonna do what they I, do financially. That, that was one factor. That was one factor in the deal. There's no doubt that they wanted to get out of a, out of any. Any salaries going forward. But the problem is, is you cannot build a team to compete the next two years without. And one of our problems is that we've done this every year. We've taken the entire roster and turned it over. And we we don't sign anybody with a long-term deal, so we never have anybody to trade. 
and you got all your money tied up in three players and a, and a whole bunch of other players. And then you could find something like none that you signed for 5 million. At least you thought I had a player that made a little more than a minimum. And he gets the world's greatest bone booze in history. You, if it's anybody's, if, if, if you guys, if you guys saw the third episode of legacy, this is a good example now that you guys are talking about this, because Tom, you you mentioned the okay. So you you and again, it's not a spoiler. You'll watch it. You'll be fine. Yeah. So you just mentioned something interesting because it reminded me of the show. So there was a moment I did not know this. This is why the third episode was really good. I did not, and we did kind of talk about it in the last show. Doctor Bus all but said he's trading. James Worthy for Mark McGuire, right? Tarpley. Tarpley, Tarpley, right? I remember so, hearing that back in the day. So I, that I move, the news, newspaper clippings. Okay, that move was essentially done. However, Jerry West said, "I can't be here anymore." If you're going to make that kind of trade, and we discussed on the last show that if it wasn't for James Worthy, we we don't win the 1988 championship do we win it with mark mcguire roy tarpley we all know what happened to roy tarpley so you probably have an answer to that already so the point is we made we the lakers made decisions like dr bus was about to make and they didn't ever have a jerry west saying stop this is a good team hang tight let's let's retool a little bit and go on instead we all got impatient lebron got impatient Instead of coming back after 2021, and AD even said it, he even said it, let's run it back because they were one injury, AD injury away from probably going back to back. Run it back with the players who won it, not the players who weren't good enough to be on part of the team and weren't in the rotation. There was, you check with Darvin Ham and none of those two players, neither one of those two players, Stanley Jackson, Stanley Johnson, or. No, this last team. One of them. This, they were not in the rotation next this, year. This last team was the loud, you know, the, the, the fact that the reason why it's the worst season is because there was there was some talent on there that completely derailed due to just abhorrent chemistry and guys that didn't take accountability that were making $47 million a year. That That completely just polluted everything around them. And that's the problem with that is it wasn't just – bad play it was morale was done it was it, it, it got to the point where fans were harassing people's That's families why get rid of Westbrook you know so getting rid of Westbrook is, is 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 obviously going to help but the reality of August 25th 2022 tells me after a Patrick Beverly trade that he ain't going anywhere that they're going you know what this season looks like it's shot Unless Indiana has a, you know, change of heart and says, "All right, guys, all right, guys, we'll 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 give you the protected top eight for the, for twenty seven twenty nine. Then right away you'll see the Lakers make that trade. But then guess what? We're gonna get a player who can't play defense and another player who we don't know if is gonna play defense or offense because he's injured half the year. So we are effed either way right now." And we're more F now where we are because I think that's where we're going to be in two months. Dude, training camp's a month away. What's going to happen between now? Is Indiana going to change their mind 
Are they going to change their mind in the next? This is why guys months? become Clipper fans. You know, I mean, they go through this thing. Anyone who becomes a Clipper fan, out of them, it should 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 not be. Ever... They wake up and and it's it's Clipper Joe. I don't, I don't, I don't look. I uh, what is it? What do they call it? Um, I'm a lyrical soul. I'm 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 there for the worst and best times. Tom, I'm, I'm never always the beacon of positivity. I'm I look at things through a realistic lens myself. So let's not say as far as you know, we're not questioning anybody's Lakers fandom here just because they are questioning certain moves on the Lakers. I've questioned moves on the Lakers for what going back since the eighties. I've questioned Lakers moves. Haven't always been right. I haven't always been wrong. No, but it's gonna be it's gonna it be fun Lakers Joe fan. become a become a Patrick Beverly fan over the over the next year. It's going to be one of the most. Maybe he will enjoy. I just, I just think that it's not as bad as Joe says. I don't still fact, think it's also as, as good I, as. I, I want. I'm wondering as, as you will have to have a bet of some sort so that that there's a Patrick Beverly Lakers jersey involved. I just don't think at 34 years of age, you he's as going to be as good as you want, and I don't think he's going to be as bad as Joe thinks. I just think it's going to be somewhere the right trade? there, and if he's a rotational. You know, like the What's your grade for the trade? I rated a, a C plus. Uh, that's, that's okay. you know not too bad, not too good, but just right there. I think it's solid. A Again, minus. A minus. I, I don't think it moves the needle. <laughs> the big F. A B F. Yeah, well, he B-F. said no, B-F. no, big, big F. F, not just an F. Big. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I can find an F minus somewhere. All right, all right. fair enough there. indeed. But if everyone out there has thoughts on the Patrick Beverly trade and you didn't get a chance to shout it out in our awesome chat room, which John, which the range, which uh, how to buy Joe the Patrick which, Beverly jersey? Yeah, just a tremendous amount of people talking on the, the chat. You guys have been amazing. Paul, who's I don't a wear other fan coming on again. West True Blood. I don't wear... <laughs> I don't wear other men's jerseys. Petting my cat all started (laughs) things off. So you guys have been amazing on this chat tonight. You see, and the thing is, Joe and and Tom don't always disagree. They usually agree on the direction of the Lakers. But again, this is something very divisive. I just don't think it moves the needle enough either which way. So I'm kind of like, eh. It's the precursor trade. It's a precursor trade. Yeah, well, let's hope it, it leads to something else indeed. It's a precursor to sucking. <laughs> That's the you know, actually, actually, the uh, there there was a ter- there was a terrific uh, somebody had taken a picture of Genie Bus sitting up in the stands with uh, Kurt Rambis and uh, and and Genie Genie had uh, she had a uh, I think it was pencil or something like this some noise she, she oh it's a licorice a piece of licorice and she's she's pointing like this with a piece of licorice, you know, and she says, yeah, it's, it's that guy over there. See the guy over there. Everybody's, everybody's laughing at that really annoying guy, you know, so far, can we trade for him? <laughs> and it was, it was just perfectly done. It was probably the best tweet of the day that I saw, you know, you could just, the picture. Uh, going that should down have been, that should have been Rob. That should have been Rob, not Jeannie. I think Jeannie yeah. might be a little smarter than Rob. No, but, but it was just so perfect because it just the, the, Look on Jeannie's face, and she's pointing out to this guy, and you could just the way that that dialogue perfectly fit the picture was just what thing of beauty, you know. Well, look at this way, guys. At least you made John hungry for some Chinese food, 
<laughs> uh, you know, he's ready to go ahead and order. And again, he'll probably show his order if you go ahead and check out his great channel among all the other great videos that he has, John McCallion on YouTube. Hopefully he'll be able to join us on Sunday. Hopefully Laker Tom and Joe will actually, you know, kind of make amends and not be so angry at each other. Come Sunday, we can go ahead and I, chill I out a little you're, bit. And... Uh, you're, look, if I was mad at Tom, you would know. And so would Tom. Yeah, that's true. I'm very, it's very clear when I'm not, I don't like you. I, I don't have any of that animosity. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm thankful that's not happened to me as of yet. But, well, John, uh, we're not I, talking I, about what Joe and I think of you, Gerald. It's, <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, I'm very honored and flattered. So, hopefully, everybody hey, out man, there will do here. the same as we're well. We're here because of you. Well, thank you. They're here because of all of us. The, the audience is here because of all of us, and we truly appreciate it. We've had a nice audience tonight. Again, if you have any Lakers fans in your life, a, we're just going to turn Joe into. I, I, I didn't. Can I do I didn't, the promos now before we head on out. I didn't unleash like I probably should have. Okay. Well, he'll he'll save that for LakersBall.com. Please go ahead and check Already out did that. Ox nineteen forty seven and everything that he unloaded upon concerning the Patrick Beverly trade at LakersBall.com. John McCallion with one last comment. Ox 1947. It's optimistic. Trying to lose 130 pounds. I lost 50 pounds twice. Congratulations for doing so. Once before moving to San Diego, but I regained the weight. Well, you could do it again. Remember, listen, your videos are extreme positivity out there. And if anybody wants to go ahead and check it out, please go ahead and follow John McCallion today. Subscribe to his YouTube channel today, and you'll be glad you did. Hopefully, again, I will get him back on after he's finished with the Chinese food to come on and stop by on Sunday. Laker Tom, hopefully will be back as well. Uh, whatever he has for dinner, that's up to him. Joe, maybe at ordering a pizza, you know, because pizza seemed to be the theme of the day during the course of the show. Uh, I mean, just because he was saying, you know, if you're Italian and you make pizza, but I think that was, a, of course, a slip up on his part. But again, please, if you want to go ahead and share your thoughts on the Patrick Beverly trade, please go ahead and do so today or whenever you can at Lakers fast break on Twitter. Also as well at Laker Tom on Twitter, you know, he'll be active on Twitter because he's already down that rabbit hole known as NBA Twitter. Also as well, Joe Soro at Joe Soro five on Twitter. You know, he's at Lakersball.com. Go ahead and join one of the amazing groups today that he's all over at Lakersball.com. You know, Laker Tom as the number one Lakers blogger out there. You know, he's going to go ahead and write some more blogs on Patrick Beverly today and in the coming days at Lakerholics.com. Plus, go ahead and check out Jamie's Sweet Thoughts as well on the Five Things articles. Plus, also go ahead and check out what we're doing today at Lakers Fast Break as well and our good friends at the HoopHeadsPod.com outlet as well. But guys, my gosh. No short of opinions. I knew this was exactly what I was going to get myself into when I hit the online to go ahead and go on the air because I knew you guys were already divisive on this issue and it actually turned out as good as I hoped. We didn't kill anyone on today's episode, which is always a good thing, but any last thoughts before we head on out? Laker Tom? I think I'm going to do a fund me page, you know, just so that we can get that Patrick uh, Beverly jersey for Joe, maybe a whole Patrick Beverly uniform, you know, you could wear on the show. Uh, I think that would really be cool, man. Well, at least if long as it's not the Clippers jersey. There you go. No, no, the Lakers, the Lakers jersey, man. I know what you're saying. I know, I know. But you had those Clippers comments earlier, so. What about the Clippers? Well, what about the Clippers? 
you have those comments on the Clippers. That's how people become Clippers. Joe's a Laker fan. He's not going to change the Clippers. Okay. I was just well, kidding. Yeah, I'm glad you established there, that. There's a, there, there's a better chance of me liking Patrick Beverly than being a yes, Clippers fan. Of course fan. there is. And there will be a point. And there's a better chance of a you, – you, There'll be baskets made, Joe, <laughs> in the games that you're going to go, oh, way to go, Pat. There's, oh, a, there's, a, there's a there's a I can't do that because I hate Patrick Beverly. Well, I, again, I I, I don't I, I think Pat. it, it's, Pat. Patrick Beverly is not doing jack squats for this team. What a steal! Look at that block! Oh, Beverly! Uh, yeah, and then, and then he'll he'll be mouthing off and then getting burned at the same time and costing us a game, and that's probably what's going to happen. Well, we better go, guys, because the, the porn sites Pat. are coming. Best adult dating sites are actually trying to go ahead and hit us up again. Those bots are everywhere. I'm telling you what. I hope they make a lot I get, of money. I get random oh, yeah. text messages now. I used to get it on the PlayStation. I get, <laughs> I mean, come on. They found PlayStation my indeed. cell phone. I, I get these text messages. They're like, hi, this is Brenda. And I'm like, and I'm, again, I'm in the customer service industry. So I know Brenda's in my work. I'm like, Brenda who? I, I know two Brenda's. What? Oh, how you doing tonight? And I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, and I'm like, <laughs> like go away. I'm a little bit more vulgar on that, but it's like seriously, people, are, are, is this is this who does this stuff? What, what people actually? Obviously, what, what? they make money from it. Obviously. Oh, oh, okay. So that's okay then. Okay, I got you. I didn't as say it was okay. Money. I'm just saying that's why they do it. It's always about the money. It's always about the money, indeed. But guys, it's been great having you on. Thanks. A big shout out to Nick Wong, who said good night, Lakers fast break. Is Thanks he related to somebody? Wong. He might be related to somebody. You never know. You never know. Who's Nick Tom? <laughs> Nick Wong is my grandson. Uh, yeah. there you go. UCSB student. Very proud. He's mentioned you off the air. He said some very great things. He said you ever remember of the 2011 Mill Valley champions. He has a tremendous amount of pride for his family. That's something I could never, ever say differently about Tom. He always has a great sense of his family, where he comes hey, from. I, I lost my son and two granddaughters to the Golden State Warriors, man. And thank God Nick just hung in there with me, man. <laughs> Warriors? That's like, I tell you, that whole warrior thing is vicious. I had two girls wearing the 8 and 24, and they became warrior fans. I mean, really? Why? Because oh, Steph Curry's so nice. Oh yeah, is that why? Like hey, I don't go. I, I like Steph Curry as a person. I think he's really cool. Well, hey, listen, I've said before. You don't know. You don't know who Steph Curry is behind the scenes. How do you know? Uh, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, from what I see, I think he's. <laughs> I, I will speculate. How about that? Since we no, seem no, to I, speculate I, I, a lot on this show, there, there's a lot to admire from that team because again. We, we don't value uh, unselfishness. We only value money in this society. And, you know, the reason why those guys keep winning is play because, the game the right way, man. They you know, how many, how, many, how many stars like Steph Curry be like, yeah, Durant, come on in. Come on, come yeah. on. Let's win championships. You know, it takes a lot of self-confidence and, and security in yourself to do stuff like that. Same thing with Clay. Same, you know, just – you know, that's just more than KD had. And then KD got angry and left. That's that's the hilarious part about that. But well, what do you, can you imagine KD when the Warriors won without him? K- 
KD. That had, that had to hurt like hell. KD. They should have a class about how social media and what people think about you can do to a human being and how not to let that happen to you. They could teach a class on what happened because Kevin Durant was the most unassuming, nice person up until his last season with Oklahoma City. When he went to Golden State, I remember those times. It was like people would be randomly talking about flowers and they would I'd see these quotes, well, these flowers mean just as much as or mean still mean more than Durant's two titles in in Golden State. And I'm like, what <laughs> what the what the hell does that have to do with flowers? Like just random people saying that. So imagine what he was going through reading that everywhere he was going, if I'm seeing that, and then all of a sudden you hear about burner accounts. I didn't even know what the hell a burner account was until Kevin Gar- Kevin Durant, uh, I guess, was known for doing that. Him and, just, and Colangelo. And then, yeah, it just started piling on, piling on, and then all of a sudden, boom. All right, let's, uh, let's uh, yeah, that's, the farther we go down this road, I think the farther we're not going to Time to leave the rabbit down. hole. Yeah, nice exactly. talking. Nice talking to you guys. Going down the Twitter rabbit hole indeed. But once again, go ahead and check out Laker Tom today at Lakerholics.com. Joe Sorrell at Lakersball.com. We'll be back on Sunday for another group chat. What will we talk about? What will we argue about? What will we discuss? Find out on Sunday as we come back for another great episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.